Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. Y'all's the hater and all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hater and all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. The realest podcast ever. You can never mean you ain't as What's up, beautiful people? We are back, man. Another week, another dollar. Let's get this money. The Realest Podcast, Savage, your boy, C. Diddy. I'm Matt. I want to get a cooler name than Matt, but at this juncture, what, what, what options I mean, do I it's have? effective. It gets the job done. Straightforward. Matt. Hey, how you doing, man? Matt. Now, I thought about changing my ad name, but it's just like, to what? I got Matt uh, ESQ. That don't make sense. <laughs> that ain't, not a lawyer. But niggas do it. <laughs> that don't make sense. Uh, big homie Matt. Luck and Tank kind of ran they, that in the ground. Big homies. It's enough big, big homies, homies online. Uh, you know, the operator, but I don't drive the bus no more. <laughs> sort of like the transporter. The <laughs> I got nothing. Then you go to get the operator, and it's like, you got to go operator 0089.4513Q. I got no options, really. You transitioned to C. Diddy from uh, Plusio. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Motherfuckers really thought it said Plusio. Plus, I'm like, y'all, y'all really can't read. <laughs> Plusio. Nigga won't even try to sound it out. Like, they just going. <laughs> like, where's the, where did you get the Y at? And as a break in this. Yeah. Like, how, how did you run all together? I mean, it was plus CEO. <laughs> and they just plus CEO. <laughs> Plusio. Plusio. <laughs> Plusio. <laughs> Like, that shit ain't Spanish, nigga. Like, <laughs> oh, we was having a fun show on the day trying to figure out languages. Um, do you know Philippines? Their language is... I forgot. But the conversation started was like, what do Philippine... What's the Philippine language? So yeah. naturally, if you're uh, Chinese, you speak Chinese. But yeah. they Chinese isn't a language, right? Did you know that? Yeah, Mandarin is and a and uh and uh Canton something Cantonese. So I'm, but I'm like Philippine. I'm thinking they speak Filipino, and she was like, "No, it's something with a T." And I'm like, Filipino. <laughs> like, this is getting too confusing. <laughs> this is getting way too confusing, man. But yeah, we was having a discussion about languages the other. I basically brought up because I want to learn how to speak some type of. Asian influenced language. Okay, you planning on going down uh, Knife Street and joining the triads? Like, I just want to the... know what they're saying in the Nelson. <laughs> <Okay. line. laughs> it just because it like I do. Well, you're probably going to need to learn Korean then. I don't think they're Korean. I think they're from Can. Well, not, uh, China. I think they're Chinese. Okay, most of them. I think because you know Japanese are very. Uh, Japanese are so rich, they're not doing shit. Yeah, not no, doing, we're not we're doing, doing labor. Nah, nah. We've been rich since yeah, the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. Mad temples <laughs> over this joint. Like, yeah, my uncle's temple over there. Like that. But I, I want to know or have an understanding of what's being said in yeah. the nail salon. Because why are y'all screaming? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
There was a girl, black girl in that. So very, they have some very aggressive dialects. I remember I, a lot of people don't know this, but you know, there's a heavy Asian community right around like 22nd and 20th and Arch. Oh, hell yeah. Like right in that little corridor is mad Asians. And, you know, Chinatown is down Arch Street, like 11, 12, mm-hmm. 10th Street. And the 48 comes straight up Arch and you make the turn on 22nd. So right. you would always get a lot of Asians on the bus on the 48 going in and out of Chinatown and shit. And I remember like, you you hear them, so you kind of like you know me. I'm I'm observing. You know they can't really pronounce s's. Yeah. So or or no, not s's. T's. T's and w's. So when they say thank you, they say thank you, yeah. thank you, like because they don't really pronounce t's. Yeah. And I blame you, Shang Tsung. That's a whole nother. And and you realize like just how loud their language yeah. is. Because I remember one time there was a detour on the 48. And we weren't going down to 20th and Arch. You had to go on the parkway. So yeah. it kind of just diverted where they were going. And I knew they where they were going. is all these older, it was like 12 of them. And I, you know, it's always like the head Asian who got like the <laughs> <Right>. best English. <laughs> yeah. And he comes up and I'm like, yeah, we, we on detour. That's why I said detour. We're not going to 22nd Arch. We're going up the parkway. So I'm going to go to the parkway in 22nd. You get up there, you basically have to cross the parkway and walk back down. But we're not going to 22nd and, and Arch. He said, so no, no, don't, no Arch, no 22nd? I'm like, no. He said, oh. <laughs> he started like yelling. got to report back to yeah. the troops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to my battalion back yeah. there. And I'm like, I just want to know. Now, I don't want to have a fluent conversation, yeah. but I'd like to have an understanding of like, because the chick the other day in the nail salon was like eating chicken, getting her feet done. I thought it was ghetto shit. Yeah. So, so you I, know they so chopped know her ass. And they was just like, they was just going. And I'm like, I know they talking about the bitch with the chicken. What I, it's moments like that that made me realize more and more like young women, when I say young, I mean like under 30. Don't understand time and place. No, like it's it's no. whatever with whatever wherever. I go to a nail salon in a, in a. You figure I live in King of Prussia yeah, in an affluent neighborhood. Like yeah. so, you to get a brown bag of chicken wings ain't even. <laughs> you brung that. You brung that up to just to this area. <laughs> you imported that <laughs> from you ain't nowhere around here. <laughs> like if I go get wings from the Chinese place over here, the, the they gonna be center, in a brown bag. No, nah, that's coming in like a uh, the, you know a see through container. <laughs> like they're not putting that in a brown bag. So you you smuggled that to this area, and now you eating them, getting your feet done in the in the. Nail salon. Yeah, that's not it. That's not the wave. And it's, you know, it's relatively quiet in there. And I mean, they're all just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they was all just. <laughs> whole, fucking, whole spot smell like hot sauce. Salt, pepper, ketchup, hot sauce. <laughs> oh, man. And I, not even like I, like, I'm not even saying I would join in the like, Indian, because that would look ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm in the conversation with them. But just, I want to oh, hear. Yeah, yeah. 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 Got a point? <laughs> <laughs> the bitch is drawn. Yeah, the bitch is like <laughs> But I just want to know what the fuck is going on. But I heard that learning Cantonese and Mandarin is like super hard to learn. They're like super difficult languages to to pick up on. Yeah. It's not like Italian or French or even Spanish where it kind of... English and it go hand in hand. And my favorite part of being in uh, <laughs> being in one Mexico and two Spain with some broken Spanglish that I was speaking, they just appreciate the attempt. They get yeah. so hyped. Yeah. They be like, like, oh, you speak Spanish? Yeah. Un poquito. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> it's like a celebration when they see. That's funny as shit. 
Hey, man, before we get into everything, live show coming up December 17th. All the early bird tickets is going. Go. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all for going and rushing and buying those. It's limited availability. It's only 200 tickets total. They're already flying up the shelves. We got live poetry. We got live comedians. We've locked in a bunch of people. We yeah. got people requesting time to get on stage. Motherfuckers want to go up there. They're going to say stage and do what? what to do what? Just, I just need 10 minutes. I just need 10 minutes. <laughs> so I don't know if he's going to pull a rabbit out of hat. I have no clue. I don't clue. know if he's going to solve this Make Makes my baby mom disappear. Yeah, like, man, real shit. But it's turning into a thing. <laughs> Shout out to Team Hennessy. We got a sponsorship from them. Shout out to Grand Cormino. Yep. We got a sponsorship from them. So we're going to have liquor, all liquor on deck. Everything. Black Oak Wine Club, Mr. Yeah, Wine, Vodka. Black Oak Wine Oak Club. We got uh, all, everything's included. Liquor, food, the show, everything's included in your ticket purchase. Free parking across the street and a lot. In the words of uh, Buckwild, DSC. Dick yeah. sucks in anything. Yeah, man. Pull up December 17th at the Billy Penn Studios. Live show with us and a bunch of uh, uh, guests. Holiday, and we explosion. and we are doing a live podcast. Oh yeah, we're yeah we're not yeah, just gonna not, throw a bunch of niggas. It's not on. just the Gong Show, nah, baby. Nah, nah. This is, it's, it's looking like it might be a little <laughs> Showtime at the Apollo, yeah. but nah. We we're gonna actually get up there and do our normal one, two, two. Yes, so. yes, yes. Go to universe.com/slash trpe. Uh, get your tickets, man, today. Do not delay. Get your tickets today. We already about thirty percent sold out already, and uh. Just about under two weeks, so shout out to y'all for that. We appreciate it. Uh, you know, all of our super supporters that, you know, as soon as we throw something up, they just buy. They don't even question it. TRP, yeah. put a link up, click the link, buy. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but I'll, yeah. I'll see y'all there. I'll figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Today is football season, so football, it's one of those weird times where it's like you got football going, you got playoff baseball going, you got NBA. basketball. You, you realize hockey. the, uh, excuse me, Jesus. NBA preseason is back. You got this, the Phillies are in the uh, NLCS right now. Yeah. Game away from the World Series. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, the Eagles are playing tonight uh, against the Dolphins and shit. I'm have gonna you, watch every second of that game. Have you noticed that, like, what do you prefer more? Going to a football game or going to a basketball game? Basketball game. And, and is it because of the sport or what's going on around it? It's because of the around it. So, like, you know, I've been, I went to Eagles-Vikings Monday Night Football game last year. Um, me and Carl, uh, Pastor Carl, went to, uh, we go to Giants-Cowboys usually every year mm-hmm. when the Cowboys play up in um, up in the Meadowlands or whatever. And the overall experience is cool, but football fans and basketball fans are night and That's day. What, have you noticed, this is just my observation, if you go to a basketball arena, right, the closer you get to the action, meaning yeah. the game, the people start looking a lot better, are dressed a lot better, teeth smell are a lot better, <laughs> teeth are brushed, skin. You could tell people are putting scrubs on and sugar scrubs yeah. and shit. In football, it's the exact opposite. The further away, you, because you got to get to the suites and the booths, and that's <laughs> exactly. where you'll see the celebrities and the bitches. Because yeah. if you're, like, at the field, yeah, they're not even you don't have out. a shirt on. Yeah, they're not yeah, yeah. out at the elements. <laughs> yeah. The normal people are covered. <laughs> By yeah. covenant. And it's like, when's the last time you've been to a basketball game and there was some massive brawl? Every week in the NFL, you could just pick an arena. Oh. 
They just cut the cam on, and it's it's a massive brawl amongst. Uh. It be fans fighting each other. Mm-hmm. It's a fight between Chargers fans at the game every week. I'm starting uh. to think they're setting this shit up. Like, it's like like. You know, you go to a basketball game and you'll meet like think about the the Sixer Six man. That's a that's David Adelman uncle. That's a diehard yeah. Sixer fan. The most he do is put on a Sixers jersey and a hat. Yep. But you go to like a Redskins game and it's a motherfucker with like spikes on a Legion of Doom shoulder pad. He got his face painted. War paint. You got like it was, they showed the Cowboys on last week. The nigga had on a five foot cowboy hat. Like a gigantic styrofoam like cowboy. One of them, I'm gonna get you sucker cowboy hats <laughs> with midgets underneath. Did you see the ball when the when the uh when the Cowboys was playing the the who blew them out the Niners? Yeah. When the Cowboys played the Niners and the Niners went up like 35 to 10, they zoomed in on a Cowboy fan who had all his Cowboy shit on, and he was like on the phone. And I was like, "That's gonna be a meme." Sure enough, the next day I see the Joe was like, "Yeah, I want to dispute all the charges from the motherfucking <laughs> Cow. I don't know what the fuck game I'm y'all not in that. I- <laughs> I'll be sure to you. I was fucking dying when I see this shit. Because I saw it coming. I was like, yo, that's definitely going to be a meme. Sure enough, they got I'm it. I'm in Syracuse, New York. I don't know what these charges are. I was dying off of that shit. But yeah, it just always amazes me at how different the folks look like near a field yeah. in an NFL game as opposed to near a court the, in an NBA the, the game. The fact that it's ritualistic to go to a football game and not go in tells you everything you need <laughs> to know. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Yeah. Tells you everything you need to know. About fucking football games, like you have people that the game is at is at four p.m. They're out there at eight a.m. Yeah, drinking Jägermeister and beer out of a drinking Jägermeister beer out of a fucking keg and roasting a pig. Dog. I remember going to the Eagles tailgate. I mean, we were going to the game, but you saw you see all yeah. the shit. They, somebody had a gigantic grill and they had a pig on the thing spinning, and I was like, somebody bought a whole. Non cooked pig, yes, down to this jaw. That's a wild. Hey, let me get a uh, let me get a pig. <laughs> That's a wild jaw. How much pig you need? Whole the thing, whole thing. <laughs> like got the tailgate, load him up in the hey, uh, I'm, in about the back, s- I'm about to back the Silverado <laughs> <laughs> around. The <fuck> is road. <laughs> hey man, don't scuff up my bed now. <laughs> <laughs> putting a pig in the Silverado. Motherfucker was out there cooking a whole pig. And yeah, it's just like... Football fans go too far. And it's, I used to always... It's not player. Like, it's not it's like... It's not fly. It's yeah. not... It ain't like... Yeah. I can't pop my collar no. to this. Like... I got on nice little shoes. <laughs> this is crazy. Like, And I used to always wonder, like, yo... Because you see the tailgate shit get to where motherfuckers is bringing buses and all. You know, they got the Jones with a side lift yeah. up. And they, I've seen them put down little turf and they do a mini football. And it'd be like, yo, when the game start, what do y'all just leave all this shit out here? And it'd be like, no, nah, we pack up and, you know, just go to across the street. <laughs> like, that's a crazy lifestyle, man. Yeah, it's wild, man. Yeah, I got no time for any of that. But, uh, like I said, uh, how you feel about the Phillies? 
I, th- I think they I think they they think they're gonna win it all this year. We're gonna see. Houston is really fucking good. I, I, Again, you, you heard me say it a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Houston it's it's really Philly and Houston, and it's just because they they the teams where the bats be batting and the pitchers be yeah. pitching, and that's really all it comes down to. And it's I love playoff baseball. That's all it comes down to. Who's hitting home runs and who's throwing strikes? And the, you see the the sick the the Phillies last night. It's like no real motion, but then Bryce Harper Homer mm-hmm. Castellano. I mean uh. Schwarber, home, home run. Yeah. Uh, Real Muto, home. It's just like that's all we do. We just it's either a home run or an out. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, the 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 Phillies have a real damn near like murderers row going on right now. Uh, you know, with their lineups, man, because all of the guys can hit for contact. Majority of them, probably two thirds of the lineup can can hit. Uh, you know, hit, hit home runs. Um, they they play discipline baseball. They don't really make a ton of mistakes. It's just. On a night in night out basis, it's a, it's all about the pitching. Like who's pitching good, that's going to determine if the Phillies win or not in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their relief pitching is is ass. Yeah, they they got They're struggling. It's, yeah, it'd be like you look at the the, the box score and it'd be like nine pitchers pitched tonight. You'd be yeah. like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, we had a rough stretch around yeah, the six. Yeah, that should be crazy. But uh, how we feeling this week? Feeling great, man. Um. We did some phenomenal shows on Patreon this weekend. If you're not on Patreon, I need to get on there. Um, Last week's episode on the main feed blew the fuck up because yeah. of the whole shit. It just, we can't escape it at this point. No. Every, no but I woke up this morning to messages like, <laughs> yo, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just getting around in this joint. Yeah, like, this shit crazy. Nigga hit me this morning like, yeah, man, I'm shocked. That I'm, 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 I'm just shocked at Chad at his take. I'm just like, hey, look, you know this Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but that, and yo, real quick, stop doing that. Yo. Stop hitting him about me and me about him. Like, I, I don't understand that. Dog. Like, if you want to debate me, hit me. If you want to debate, you got something to say to Matt. It, it's like, it's all this, it's, there's a ton of, yo, can, uh, can you hit Matt for me? It'd be like on Twitter. But it's people that I know follow you yeah. on IG, and it's like just send them a message. No, he ain't gonna respond. Yeah, hey, which is which, <laughs> which is why, <laughs> where I normally be at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is why you here right now. You know what I'm saying? We had a we had a wonderful breakdown on Patreon. Also, subscribe to the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/officialtrpe. We had a breakdown about why Jay Z was ahead of the curve on not talking to niggas. Yes, and how important that is for your mental health, for your psyche. I've adopted it in the hey, last no, four listen, years. Listen, My number man. one goal every day is to not deal with niggas. Dog, talking to niggas is just so detrimental. Like it just is, man. Because niggas care about shit that nobody else cares uh, about. Niggas give importance to stuff that is not important. I'm not, I'm, and, and will will knife you about it. The the way y'all won't let this T.I. <laughs> Mount Rushmore shit go is how I feel about the nigga asking Jay, or telling Jay, rather, I'm taking the 500 Taking that, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's so egregious. <laughs> it's like, how, yo, how? He really walked up the hove at the game and said, yeah, I'm taking the 500000 yeah. nigga. With the phone up, yeah. Taking that 500K, baby. Like, Jay, like, all right, be good. Yeah, right now. Just take care of yourself. <laughs> take care. <laughs> Mental like, health is important. Yeah, like, man. Mental health is a serious <laughs> thing, man. Like, we we a crazy bunch, man. We fucking shout out, man. Uh, what was the big thing that went on this week? Oh, uh, man. Real, hashtag real estate Ricos, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Caesar Pena. 
the shit is getting real. Um, rest warrant executed by U.S. Attorney's Office with help of the DEA and the U.S. Marshals. Uh, so far, Caesar Pena has been charged with one single count of wire fraud, which I would imagine that once they get into all of these case files and collaborating the civil cases versus, you know, all of the crime shit, they're going to have significant more counts. That's what the that's the type of games that the feds play. We'll just get you in here, get you in the system. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what they did to Omi. We just get you in the system. Am I arrested right now? No, you're not arrested, but uh, you're on notice. Yeah. And give me that sky dweller. Yeah. <laughs> it's like civil asset forfeiture, shit like that. So, yeah, he... he uh, I saw Omi's uh, auction. Yeah. You watch any of it? Yeah. Yeah. That you could tell that once they banged him for the first jewelry... Uh, all he had was like the Puerto Rican jewelry left, yeah, and that's yeah. what went to auction last time. Yeah, heavy, that shit uh, was awful. Yeah, that shit was heavy. Heavy uh, uh, Charlotte and Down yeah, jewelry. Yeah. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. Yeah. It's like it's like you get this from Ethan Venango, yeah, like yeah, a lot of uh Brick Squad. Yeah, my jeweler up in Alney. <laughs> like, yeah, anywhere. A lot of original Brick Squad ten seventeen <laughs> yeah. jewelry. I was yeah. like, all right, man. Like yeah, I got the page three. I was yeah. like, this is getting worse. Yeah, like a chunky sky dollar, <laughs> like with a bunch of chunky dust rocks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, man. Like, it's that shit Tory Lanez used yeah. to wear early in his career. <laughs> Nasty jewelry. Yo, man. Somebody hit me the other day was like, y'all got to do a top 10 worst jewelry pieces in hip-hop history. I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty simple. Everything I can probably freestyle. Plies and Busta Rhymes. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's a strong that's 10. A, that's a strong 10. Throwing a big-ass chain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. But yeah, no, nah, only that jewelry was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, that was all his uh, original. That was like his season one. Like, all right, yeah. I'm getting some money. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, they consistently come in every yeah. month. You know what I mean? Let me go down South Street. <laughs> Holla at, redact it, you yeah. know what I mean? Get right. Got Where did him you wrong. Ride? He on Market Street, right next to the Cash for Gold. You know, <laughs> right next to the center they got for the dope fiends, I'm right there. After the yeah. Panda yeah. Express. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. If you get to the villa, you went too far down. <laughs> yeah. Come back. Come back. Float back three clicks. Yeah. <laughs> Walk in at Joe. Yeah, man. But yeah, that's definitely what the fuck they did with Umi, man. Oh, real quick, before we go down to Caesar Pena shit, the jewelry robberies this week we didn't talk ah. about. There was a uh there was the one situation, uh guy goes into jewelry store down on Jewelers Row. <clears throat> looks he clearly looks like an old gentleman from mm. the uh an old gentleman from old the player. old player had that polo jacket on. Mm. That was the dead giveaway. I saw this nigga yeah. was born in the seventies. Yeah. So he he come in there. <laughs> See this uh this gold rose gold Patek uh, I think it was like a grand calendar or whatever it was a, a, a grand complication same grand complication on on IG whatever blah 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 he come to the jewelry store inquiring about it boom 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 to make sure it's there goes outside gets into a Toyota Avalon sits there for three hours right now if you sit in front of some shit that don't even have nothing to do with me for three hours I'm calling the police yeah. Let alone you sit in front of my business, car running, bombed out for three hours. Right. Like, no. Stranger danger, motherfucker. You see something, you say something. And the guy leaves with the watch on, drives home to Bucks County. They follow him. 
at no point, no point were his antennas up to say, that's that same car that was outside mm-hmm. of my business for three hours, all of this old shit. Soon as he gets out the car, rob him at gunpoint, mm-hmm. take the damn watch from him, whatever. Now, there's a bunch of problems with this. Mm-hmm. The first problems, like I said, is with the jeweler. You look like you set all of this up because yeah. this looks weird. You got dude on surveillance. You got him outside your business for three hours, all of this. You you coming and going all day. Right. You keep seeing him. You don't think nothing is odd about right. this. Especially on a block where PPA does regular sweeps and all of that. Damn near nobody can afford to sit in the same spot for three hours right. unchecked in downtown Philly. So that's the first problem. The second problem is... Mr. Niggas, who did this, whoever you may be, mm-hmm. you can't just go to Jewelers Row in any city with a Patek Grand Complication mm-hmm. with no paperwork whatsoever I, that, and just get it off. That That's the part that, like, not talking to niggas. Yeah. Like, because niggas, like, the average mind of just anybody is just like, oh, a watch costs 200 grand, just take it and sell, sell it and you up. And it's just like... You remember when Pop Smoke got robbed for his watch? That was a $55,000 watch. Them niggas sold that shit for like two grand. $2,000. Because nobody in their right mind who's looking for a $175,000 Patek is going to trust or want anything to do with anything even remotely not. Like, think about it. You buy jewelry, you don't understand this shit. If you looking for a, a Panda Daytona, they 33, 34 around that and yeah. shit. If somebody like, I got a joint right now for 10 Super just, red flag. Just leave me alone. Because you, who, <laughs> who did you take this from? It's probably on some sort of insurance policy. Like, everybody in this equation is going to jail. Now, get it fucked up. You might come across a nigga that be like, oh, bet, 10 grand, give me that. Because I don't give a fuck about nothing. I'm just going to yeah. wear it and show off and, you know, whatever. But it's like, you can't go get that serviced. You can't go get that insured. You can't go get that shit, uh, um, what's it called? When they do the, uh, shit for your insurance, uh. Oh, uh, appraisal. Appraisal. You can't get none of this shit huh. done. So it's just like, it. you don't got a box, no paperwork, no card, no nothing. It's just... Just showing up that with that same polo jacket on and that same rugby that I'm yeah. sure you had on underneath and them dungarees yeah. thinking that you just going to go sell somebody a protect grand complication yeah. like nigga you're that's like trying to sell a property like we we need all types of verification <laughs> I, with this. I would pay money to see a nigga come into a jewelry store like yeah I'm looking to sell something like oh what you got today and he go in, in the, his jacket in pocket <laughs> come pull on. that shit out <laughs> with nothing <laughs> Nigga go in the titty pocket. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, the gra- is that the rose gold grand complication? Oh, man. Hold on one second. Huh. Yeah, stay right here. Stay right here. Lock the doors. Uh, hello, police. They, they just jump over the police. Hello, Yo. hello, Fed, field Yo. office. Yo. I don't Straight. care where you are in the country. You can't just come in a jewelry store and sell that. You, where I need your broker's license. I, I need all kind of. I was explaining it shit. to one of my friends who's like, he's into the watch thing now a little bit, and I, I guess he just didn't understand how like the serial numbers and all of this shit work. So did you see Irv Gotti told a story recently about this shit? Irv Gotti was basically like, you know, to get on these lists. Oh yeah, 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 about the AP shit. To get yeah. on these lists is a big thing because you know they basically accept you in and be like, yeah, it like people think it's just like, oh, you able to get a watch at retail. And it's like, it's deeper than that because yeah. it's like, we, we, we've accepted you in to where we're calling you when shit comes off the fucking truck and yeah. this, that, and the third. So he was like, one of his good friends, 
he had a uh, AP called him about a, a, a special anniversary AP. Yep. And the watch was like 110 grand or whatever the fuck it was. He said, I didn't want it. But my homie, he, I want, mm-hmm. so it's like, I basically got it for him. Like, he gave me the bread, I, I yep. get the motherfucking watch. And then, you know, it, it's my homie's watch. Yeah. He was like, But he, it's registered under. But it came through under me. Under Irving he said Lorenzo. He, he got into some shit and, and was the, like, and oh, I'm a liquidate. I'm a liquidate, you know, which is his right. And he sold it to get some bread to, you yeah. know, get on the next joint. Ur said the people from AP called him. Like, why the fuck is our watch in the jewelry store on 47th Street? Two two blocks down from us. Yeah, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, oh, man. He's like, I didn't even know that he sold it. Because, of course, he sold it for more than what the fuck it was. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, they, they go up in value or whatever. And he was like, literally, people at AP was just like, not fucking with me. Like, they're just not fucking with me. And it's just like, that's how serious that shit yeah, it's, is. It's a fraternity. It's, it's, it's an exclusive club. And it's like, you know, but somebody like AP that only makes, I think they up their production, they're at 30,000 pieces a year. Mm-hmm. Like, so so their up in production is still a, a, a fraction of a fraction of what Rolex produces. Yeah, Rolex By is like 1.2, 1.3. 1. 1. Yeah. They build a whole new facility. Rolex is in the process now of building another new facility mm-hmm. to keep up with all the damn demand because now they have... A hundred Booker stores that they or have exclusive distribution through, and they're about to pull their watches out of all the fucking other sales mm-hmm. channels, other than Rolex stores and Booker stores. So, yeah, that that shit is 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 not like some penny any shit when mm-hmm. you're talking about you know buying six figure watches. Yeah, once and you stuff go like up that, into that like, realm, it's it's like you said it before. One of your homies bought a Sky Dweller on some street shit, super cheap. Yeah, it's like twenty yeah, grand. Okay. okay, but once you cross over into like. Hundred like six like this watch costs a hundred and seventy five thousand. Yeah. You don't just take. Remember AI jewelry? His chain got stolen. And it came. It's just like, cause what the fuck jewelry store you about to walk in with the AI? Yeah. I see a shit and they just like nigga. Yeah, certain shit is automatically coming back. Like them niggas that get, that rob rappers and shit like that, and then get on IG and Facebook and troll and da da da. You can't do nothing with that jewelry, but sell it to a nigga down the street from you. Real like shit. you can't sell that to. You're not going to get the value from it mm. because it's going to be flagged the minute all these rappers have fucking appraisals, uh, insurance policies, all of that shit on their shit because they're in a hazardous job. Yeah. So if you know at any given moment. If you're not on your square, you could end up fucking a nigga trying to tr- trying to rob you, whatever, steal your shit, breaking in a car, whatever. You're going to protect that investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you cash doll who notoriously lost $500,000 worth of jewelry. Somebody broke in her car. She left it in the car overnight. I'm like, in Detroit, bitch? Yeah. What the hell? I didn't know that. Yeah. She told it on Vlad. I'm like, yo, you low-key was asking for it. Yeah. Left a left a bag with five hundred thousand dollars of jewelry in in a fucking in like a Bentley or something like that in Detroit at apartment complex. Man. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's, had to, get, had, to, had to get everything back from scratch. She's like, it was so new, I didn't even have no insurance on this shit. Man, yeah, pretty bad. Rolling, but uh, and then it was the other guy, the guy at King of Prussia. He King walked Prussia. into the store, asked to see the watch. They let him see the watch, put it on. 
He just like I'm about to go to the food court. <laughs> he just walked the fuck out. Like which way they got the general soul yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get some of that teriyaki. <laughs> it's bad out this joint. Yeah, man. yeah, it's bad. And man. again, in that situation, you can't do nothing with that watch but wear it. Mm-hmm. And if you get arrested with that watch on, you're going to jail yeah. for, for larceny. And then other ball is grand larceny yeah. because it's over six figures. So the feds going to deal with you and then the state going to deal, then the county going to deal with your yeah. motherfucking ass. Have you noticed just how much like theft and thievery it's is... It's through the roof. It, it just, it, like... We we talked that no, we became the goddamn COVID update cast when, yeah. when the shit was going on. But now that we're like kind of removed a little bit from the the major melee that was COVID. We're two years post-removed at this point. We were talking about it the other day. Don't it feel like that shit was like a bit of a blur? Yes. Like, it just, like, it almost feel like it didn't happen. It's because you think back on how ridiculous we got during that time period with the six feet and the mask and the and then do this. and the, Remember the sanitizer? Remember we ran out of sanitizer? Yeah, remember niggas was... was uh, Doing resale, doing StockX on sanitizer. Oh, dog. Remember motherfuckers was rumbling over toilet paper and shit like (laughs) that? Yeah. That was a crazy little time period. And and we're removed from it now. And now all we got is like inflation and theft. Yes. That's just what that those are the main results from fucking. Like the state of California is a failed state. The whole state of California, they have statewide theft from Northern California. All the way down to the goddamn bottom. They were doing a report on CNN about how bad San Francisco is. The nigga came <laughs> to the CVS. The whole CVS is locked up. Yeah. The, like, if you need a pen, I, you got to get oh, a you manager. Need a <laughs> you need a pack of bigs, bitch. <laughs> manager got some ballpoints. <laughs> they was in another store. No bullshit. While they was doing the interview, three different motherfuckers walked in, stole yeah. shit, and left. The one nigga took a pack of floppy disk. I said, all right. <laughs> they just taking shit just to be taking it out there. Only shit ain't locked yeah. up. I got these SD cards, big man. No, you doing a pot. Yo. Motherfuckers taking anything that ain't nailed down. The motherfucker, uh, uh, I think it was a city council motherfucker in San Fran Strait was like, yeah, um, you know, the carjacking thing is getting out of control. We advise you just don't drive to work. Yeah, leave your car at the crib. Or, or. <laughs> and if you park anywhere downtown, roll all your windows down yeah. and pop your trunk. Roll so all they your know, windows down. So they know it ain't nothing in there that yeah. they can steal. Yeah. But they may steal your car. Yeah. Motherfucker said roll all your windows <laughs> down so you don't get your windows busted. <laughs> you got to think smarter. <laughs> this motherfucker. But that's that's a result of defund the police. Like San uh, Francisco actually defunded the police. Mm-hmm. What does defund the police mean? You look at the police budget, you say, all right, cool, it's it's one point two billion a year. We're gonna cut this shit down to seven fifty, cut overtime, um, you know, cut new hiring initiatives and bonuses and all of that for onboarding people, and we're gonna divert that money into other areas of social service. Public safety officers, wellness checks, uh, trained psychologists and stuff like that. You know what's the problem with all of them? Niggas don't respect those. Niggas don't respect nothing but a badge and a gun. Other than that, niggas is just running roughshod and just doing whatever. And the state of San Francisco, Oakland areas in particular, and then, you know, subsequently the rest of the state of California is just, it's a failed state because it's like they basically said, like, yo, y'all could do whatever y'all want. Yeah, have at it. 
have as many abortions as you want, steal as much as you want a day, as long as you don't go over a thousand dollars. Steal as much as you want. As <laughs> long day. as you don't go over a thousand dollars. Steal as much as you want a day is funny. No as cash bail for, yeah. for car thieves. You just get out like. So it's, it's like, yo, it's like at that point, you know, the criminals are going to continue to get younger and younger because yeah. these kids have so much access and so much information that they understand. It's like, oh, if I'm 15, 16, I sell a car. I saw the other day. I Ain't think no it was consequence. A, I think it was in Illinois. I think a mayor wants to uh, make it to where kids got to do for the kids to be outside wilding out. I seen. Oh yeah, the they parent. They, if the, if the if your kid gets in trouble, you get like hit with a five thousand dollar five thousand dollar fine if your kid. I'm is like also. shit. Make it twenty five thousand. I said fifty. <laughs> I swear to God, I was like, yeah. yo, like seriously, like at a certain point, you have to have some type of something. There's to be to some girl, type of structure. And, and I talked to fear. my girl about it. She, you know, she's like real compassionate. She's like, well, you can't do that. And I'm like, no, you can. I'm like, here's the thing, and you have to make it punitive and escalate it. Yeah. These are not bullshit imaginary fines. If your child is out here wilding and you on public housing, you at risk of losing your public housing. If you out here wilding and you fuck and you own a property, we'll put we'll put financial liens against your property. If your kid is out here wilding, you not dealing with this shit, we'll garnish your wages. Like, you like know, it needs you know to be real. You know what's the funniest shit. part about these type of things? is when you throw this out there, people are more like, no, that's crazy, you can't do that to nobody, than they are, just stop fucking wilding. Yeah, yeah stop wilding. Just stop doing dumbass shit. But it's like people love the right to be able to do nonsense and fuck up yeah. more than we want, like, a realistic society to live in. Like, we aren't old, Right? I'm 39 now, yeah. you're 40. Like, yeah. we aren't old, but we all remember what feels like a lifetime ago. Do you remember Real sitting shit. outside in the inner city, wherever? Yeah. I can remember going to my homie block. He lived on 58th and Cecil. I can remember going to my homie block that lived up North Philly. I can remember going out fucking 57th and Whitby. I Down in Pembroke, we just used to be chilling. Mm -hmm. One, two in the morning, we'd be sitting on my stoop smoking weed just outside chilling. Because yeah. you had no real, like, fear of, like, ridiculousness yeah now it's like yo after like 7 p.m it's like yo, i gotta be super calculated yeah like get gotta i pick like, my route right get me, me put one in the in the, in, the, in, in, the in the hammer dog. <laughs> like, there yeah. be nights where i go to walk the dog and i'm just like i'm outside like just like and i live in a rel relatively nice area but you just never do where it's yeah. just like i got my gun in my pocket i'm literally like spinning around in circles and it's just like Yo, it wasn't like that back in the day. And all of it comes from a sense of lawlessness and no fear. Yeah. The other day I saw on the news, um, they just convicted three guys. One was a adult. Other two was like minors. But they they carjacked a guy at a gas station. Mm -hmm. So they had the video on the joint. Dude was Asian. Like, like he was Asian or white or something. But he was pumping his gas, chilling. Dude walked up from the back and just hook, hooked him. And then he choked him out. The other motherfucker ran up. That other one nigga jumped in the car. It was like three of them. They jumped in the car. He's the dude. He scrambled off. They take the car and, and dip the fuck out. Police catch up to him, chasing him. They bang the car out, get out, run. They locked all three of them up. Turns <laughs> out they had tried to carjack somebody else earlier that week. And they did this one and took the car, crashed it, all this bullshit. And they hit the board with like 30 years. You know what I'm saying? And people in the comments like, Yo, this is crazy because I went and looked it up online. People, yeah. people like, how you get somebody 30 for this? And damn, this is nuts. And he was always cool. I'm just like, yo, like, 
you can't do There's shit. surveillance footage like, of him doing... This shit was on the news, yeah, like all biggest shit. I'm telling you, at the, and you know the gas station surveillance drones is like army surveillance but now. But you know what that, a lot of that's part is party to is the fact that a lot of niggas feel like if I have a, luck, a run of bad luck, that could be me. So I don't potentially want to end up with 30 years because I decided to carjack a nigga would get involved in some bullshit. And it's like, I know we look at that shit and know that ain't never going to be us. Uh, so it's like, no, punish these niggas accordingly. I, and people I, out here can committing extreme acts of violence. You need to make the, the punishment punitive. I, I, I think I can speak for, for both of us. At least there have been times in my life where it was like, I really didn't know what was going to happen next. Yeah. You speak all the time about 13. I went through that in 2016 where when I came off of that initial poker run, people don't even realize, like, that's where that depression shit kicked in and I gained all that weight. Yeah. I literally lost every fucking dollar I had. Yo, I just worked harder. That's it. Yeah. I just went to work. And sometimes, like, people are so enamored with... Because a lot of this shit don't even be desperation or, like, fueled by, like, absolute nothingness. It'd be a desire to get the bag yeah. and all of that shit. All you really got to do is put work in and do actual decent work. Yeah. You will get so much further than stealing a car. to Because th th this is going to get you nowhere. And people don't really understand that or think about that sometimes. Yeah. Like, I know, I know motherfuckers who've been in situations where, like you said, man, I don't know what's going on. I got to sell my jewelry. I got to sell this watch. I got to sell this chain. And you know what happened? They get back and they go buy a better watch. Yeah. Jim Jones said it perfectly on the Funk Flex Zone. Jim Jones said, dog, we not popping bottles and buying no motherfucking Chanel right now. But when I get it back popping, it's Chanel every day. That, it's kind of like that. And he said that his financial troubles never reached nobody else. It's like, I can't do the extra shit right now. But I'm not going to my girl like, oh, uh, yeah. Like, remember how the boy was on White Man Can't Jump? Was like, what's up? Oh, you yeah, up. Yeah, Give me the yeah. diamond. Yeah. Need a diamond. Yeah. Like, it's not one of them yeah. situations. It's just like, yo, shit in flux right now. Certain shit got to go, but my shit got to go. Not yours. Yeah. So you're going to maintain the lifestyle mm. that you got. We ain't getting rid of the crib or nothing. We just ain't going to Bora Bora and all of the extra shit. Right. We're going to pause the, the extra activity. Mm hmm and sometimes, you know, you have to do that. And people have this thing of like, oh, man, I, you know, I'm fucked up right now. Let me just go rob a fucking 7-Eleven. Yeah. And then just be like, you're getting nothing. Like this is, You're making it worse. You're making <laughs> it worse. Yeah. You're making it worse. Yeah. Like, when you ever seen a motherfucker at, like, the Revolt Summit? Like, yeah, man, so you're the head of communications for AT&T. How'd you get here? Oh, man, well, I, I robbed Chickies and Pete's. <laughs> and then, uh... <laughs> Remember, 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 was singular. I was robbing them all the time. You know what I'm saying? I knew I wanted to be yeah. down with the team. I hit the team mobile on 69th Street. <laughs> I, you never seen it. Like, remember how we was like, uh, motherfuckers looting. Like, yeah. you never seen a nigga loot his a way successful to successful looter. <laughs> it don't really exist. You know what I'm like saying? A looter sitting there at the reform conference next to Jay Z. Like, it don't work that way. Like, I watched this one documentary with a nigga who robbed banks, and he literally was hitting banks for like tens of thousands of dollars. When he finally got caught and had to go do 22 years in the feds, he was like, yo, when I did the numbers and crunched it all down, it's like, man, I made 335 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be damn. <laughs> I could have just got a minimum wage job and stayed the fuck there for the rest of my life. There's a movie on uh, Apple TV with uh, Tom Holland. It's called Cherry. 
Okay. So it's basically about this. He he plays a soldier that uh, he was in college, young guy, didn't know he was doing with his life. He went to, was in college, left college, went and enrolled in the military, whatever. Um, goes to the military, ends up with PTSD, comes back home, gets addicted to drugs. His college girlfriend that ended up being his wife, he gets her hooked on drugs too. They doing like fucking dope, amphetamines, mm-hmm. shit like that. All or the good stuff. This motherfucker decides. I'm going to start robbing banks as a trade. Mm-hmm. So every time he needs money or some get high or whatever, he go rob a bank. Like, mm-hmm. and he lives in some little small ass town and the shit is based on a true story. He just robbing banks like every four days mm-hmm. to the point where he knows the bank tellers. It's like, come on, t- come on, Sherry, you could do better than that. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Don't give me them small bills. Give me the big bills, That's man. Give me the fat, give me the big stack. And then he, you know, at the end of it all, he ended up fucking going to jail Wife divorced, his wife parents made her divorce him, blah, blah, and it's like, yeah, man, that, that shit is, is, a, is a losing proposition because you a lot of times if people are doing that shit, it's to support a habit. It's mm-hmm. not really to, like, get ahead. It's not advancement. It's not advancement. No. It's just it's just like, let me get from today to next Thursday. Yeah. It's Friday, let me get to next Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Did you say, motherfucker, waking up? Whew. Nobody smoked me. I, I said, bet. Right, bet. Let's like, get it. Let's get it. I got thirty eight dollars right <laughs> like, now. Yeah, young boy saw uh, saw the baby on uh, in the design. Then she said, "Oh, that's the baby." Bet. Let's get it. Yeah. Start running the traps. That's niggas. All right. Bet I'm alive. Cool. Let's get it. Yeah, man. <laughs> so just seeing all of this like crime and petty. It's just petty bullshit. Crime yeah. That's going on. It's just like yo, like. You can't possibly think this is the the answer. Yeah, this is not going to unlock your financial. No, freedom. no, no, no. Stealing a yeah. robbing a jeweler for a, a watch you can't sell is not going to save you. No, I promise. I promise you, all the execs in the world, the venture capitalists of the world, the the angel investors of the world, the CEOs, the CFOs, the successful lawyers. Dot. There ain't one that's just like. So man, let's talk about your journey. How'd you start? I'm like, well, I stole a GMT. <laughs> Right. You know what I'm saying? That was that was that was my 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 jump. When I went from here to here, I stole the Batman. Stole- <laughs> <laughs> like, it don't work like that. Couldn't sell it because it was hot, but yeah. you know, niggas start taking me mad serious. People was not people was not thinking. Next I was thing on I know, that I'm, I'm in them offices with them crackers. After that, like it, no, nah, it, it don't it don't work that way. <laughs> people started taking me mad serious. Next thing you know, I'm in the office with them crackers. It, it don't it don't work that way, you know what I mean? I hate to, I hate to be that guy. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Show it how a nigga made it. He do some bullshit crime, and next thing you know, white people take you serious. That's hilarious. Can you can you imagine like a a a, a motivational Yo. like a motivational criminal speaker, uh-huh. motivational of uh, ex booster uh-huh. speaker? That's funny. Speaking shit, of boosters, man. free free bossy. Um, she's the Lululemon Connect. Who? You know who Bossy is, nigga. Miami. Yeah. Oh, she's the Lululemon Connect. She's been tearing Lululemon out the frame for months. Apparently, they caught up with her ass. Yeah. She's been sitting uh in jail for a month now. Five hundred dollar bill. Won't nobody pay her bill. Shout out Bossy. We gonna start a Kickstarter for you. Get you out that out the. You know. Won't nobody pay. Hell yeah, shit! I I I didn't even know. I had no clue of any of that. <laughs> but that's, see, that's the shit. That's the shit that you talk about. Like there, there is no successful boosters. Yeah, like yeah. they're not even gonna get you up <sighs> out. You know what I'm saying? They know you got three thousand in credit. You know what I'm saying? Come get it. Come get a nigga out. I give you this Lulu. That's funny as shit, man. 
So back to Caesar P is fucking. Yeah, let's get to some some real thievery. Stay, stay, stay puff marshmallow yeah. ass. So. Arrested on a warrant executed by U.S. Attorney's Office with the help of the DA and U.S. Marshals charged with a single count of wire fraud. More charges are expected to be added this week. He was released on a million-dollar bond and remanded to home supervision. And it's basically from that point where this story that had been building up completely started to go off the rails. Mm -hmm. Because now there's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of misdirection. There's a lot of finger-pointing. Um... There's a ton of you. Go, so you got a ton of civil cases over here. You got the lone criminal case over here. As of now, DJ Envy has not been charged, isn't expected to be charged, but he is a named defendant in almost all the civil cases, at least 12 of them. They basically said that at this point, this scam is now up to like $40 million in calculable dollars. $40 million? $40 million total. And that there's $17 million allotted just on four properties. Like right. People gave up a total of $17 million to go toward four properties. So he was like basically quadruple dipping on every joint taking four investors on every joint on top of having construction loans on these properties and already having even sold some of them. Okay. So this is just an out and out Ponzi scheme. So it's like, so that's how they end up generating the wire fraud charge where it's like, yo, you took these people money with no intention on ever paying them back. That makes it a Ponzi scheme. Okay. So where did him and Envy's connection come? So from? him and Envy met, I think six years ago. Um, it was like some friend of a friend sort of a thing or whatever like that. And Caesar said, you know, I learned how to do real estate in prison, which sounds crazy. Yeah. Like, I learned, because what did you learn about how to do real estate in jail? Yeah. And my question to DJ Envy is, cool, you've been in business with this fool for five, six years or whatever. <laughs> the whole 10 years or whatever, he was locked up. You didn't meet nobody on the street that was like, you know, free, any of your guests that came on the breakfast club, you didn't meet nobody that was like a free man that could yeah. show you the real estate game. Like EYL. It took, it took a nigga from jail to show you that. And it took a nigga in jail to show him that. And the nigga Caesar was in jail for guess what? Credit card fraud. Yeah. So why would you think that he would be on the straight and narrow as opposed to, being on some flim flam shit when I he mean, was already skimming and scamming, women fall in love with these guys. Oh, but so, but but they're they're idiots. Yeah, like you know, I can't fault envy totally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Women make a how happy home for a nigga. They <laughs> <laughs> done met in jail, so it'd be like that sometimes, I guess. So uh, so yeah, so now it's turned into this whole thing. Tony the closer is the one that blew the lid off of this whole shit. Always Tony, Tony the Closer came up with the term the real estate Rico, whatever, whatever. He it started with him exposing Greg Parker, and then that led to people hitting him saying, You don't know the half. There's plenty or more other motherfuckers out here scamming and woo 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 woo. And out of everything that he has exposed to date, the situation with Caesar and Envy is the most has the most like meat on the bones. It's the most like sensational story out of all of them. And because of that, it's led to Tony being mentioned on the damn news in New Jersey and New York, interviewed with all these various different platforms, all of this Internet coverage, you know, tens of millions of, of views on the Internet and all of that. And this has just become this big, huge thing. It got so big that academics is now talking about it. 
academics, you know, has started in the last two weeks talking about this. And the problem with it is he has no objectivity because he's too close to and familiar with some of the players involved here. And he openly admits, like, oh, I like Envy. I looked up to Envy since I was a, a kid. And this, and so it's like, all right, you're not going to give, like, an honest, you know, uh, an honest assessment of this. Right. However, he is honest in saying I'm semi-biased. So it's like we know to take whatever you're saying here with a grain of salt right. because you're admitting openly, like, I'm biased. I don't think Envy did this or he knew whatever, whatever. Envy's whole claim here is ignorance. I had no idea what Caesar was doing. There's no less than 40 videos online of y'all together. There's name, your your name as a founding member, a charter member on a corporation with him. There's a video of y'all saying my our offices are right next door to one another, like the share a wall. You can hear each other's fucking conversations. And um, you know, all of these seminars that y'all did with this flip to dial thing. So I get what Envy's doing and trying to get in front of it. I just think it's a bad defense. Wait. That I just I just I had no idea. Did you see the video of Envy talking and he was like when I when I got into this shit, I tried to put my Desert Storm fam on. Yeah. And the first thing Joe Buttons was it's a Ponzi scheme. You going to jail? Joe Buttons says Ponzi scheme. You <laughs> going, going to jail? jail. <laughs> <laughs> this don't even sound right. There's so many red flags in that clip that it's like, yo, yeah. somebody said, yo, Envy bought as sharp as a bar of soap. Yeah. <laughs> like this is ridiculous. <laughs> like there's no way. There is no way. That you 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 I'm old school. Yeah. I mean, you really got to think about it for like, a second. Damn, right? show base, show base yeah, yeah, that's a slippery motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, Envy's in a situation where uh, it's like, dude, you you don't hear you saying this out loud. <laughs> you don't hear you. <laughs> Do you not hear you saying this shit out loud and hear all the like red flag, red flag, uh? Criminal charge, going to jail, wire fraud. Like yeah. I could just see the charges like popping up on the screen as you saying this shit. So he's like, "Yeah, he, Caesar told me you know how to do real estate." Man, he said, "You don't use your money, use other people's money." And I'm like, "Cha-ching, yeah. yeah. cha-ching, number one red flag yeah. universally, because those who can do, those who can't teach. So if you're in a situation where you got to pull resources to do something that you can finance on your own." That means you are scamming just by the nature of what you're doing. If you got to pull resources for something that you could pay on your own and receive back 100% of the proceeds, it's, it's just dumb. Unless your plan is to take to source the money and then go do numerous projects like a group fund. I've seen that, but this wasn't that. You basically telling 10 people, give me whatever the fuck you got for this, for a property and then once that's allegedly done, you don't give them their bread back. Let's roll it into B property, and then that's is the the you know the domino the, effect that nature of the Ponzi. The scheme. scamming thing, especially when you talk about these 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 big money things, where you talk about real estate and investing, and it's just like, I, like I, I I have trouble believing that motherfuckers is just completely heartless and have no compassion, like. When you burning people who like you taking their life savings and shit like that, it's yeah. just like 
God damn, dog. Like, you seeing the victims interviewed on the news in New Jersey, and it's like 800,000, 64,000, 325,000. Like, a, de- a guy that ended up dying took 325,000 as life savings, gave it to Caesar and Envy. He's dead now, so now his father's trying to pursue them to get the money back mm-hmm. for the estate so that the kids have fucking a trust fund. And right. I'm just like, you hear shit like that, and you're like, yo, this nigga's a piece of fucking shit. Oh, dog, dog. My favorite part of all of this is Funk Flex. Oh, man. Bar none. Yo, if y'all haven't heard it, Flex got a 22-minute King of the Ring promo where he is, yo, he's just lighting bombs and talking crazy about Envy and Charlotte McGay for 22 minutes. Long. Real Estate Rico and Lesser Charge Leonard. Lesser <laughs> Charge Leonard. When I get to you. <laughs> said you was going crazy on Mr. C. Yo. It was 10 years ago. Yo. I bet you never thought you'd see this day. He said, I saw some suspicious looking guys on the block trying to catch me off guard. But I'm on guard. I'm a real G. That's the way you do it. I'm tending on that street. I'm tending on that street. I'm seeing when I'm on I had to pause. I had to stop the shit. I said, no, man. Flex said, I'm tending on that street. You want to play in that street? Tending on that street. It really was some macho bitch shit. I was saying, you want really? You got me fucked up? You got another thing coming if you think you have Unless it's George Leonard, let me tell you something. Oh, man. Flex was bugging the fuck out. He said, Lesser Charge Leonard, don't think I forgot about you. He said, Karen Civil, Karen Civil, Karen Civil told me about that case you had. Mm-hmm. I put a lawyer on it. The lawyer went and got all the files from that case. Why you think he knows? The, why you think he don't say nothing about me? He knows, knows better. He knows better. <sighs> I'm at the station every night. I'm here till From midnight. Seven to midnight. And I go home. I get I get here at six thirty. Go on at seven. Play with me if you want to. Follow me home. I don't care. All you gotta do is come to the station. You Yo. know what time I'm leaving. Like flex funny as shit, man. Envy, envy is a is a. Said envy, your daddy was a white shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Your daddy was a white shirt. Like envy is one of those 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 people where it's like you're doing shit you just don't have to do. Yep. Your face and name recognizable enough to where it's like. You don't have to get involved in none of this nonsense. Been on TV and radio for twenty years. You just you don't have to do any of this shit. But because motherfuckers like going to buy random Pateks and buying random Ferraris and this yep. and the third, all this shit, it's like people are chasing. One thing we got to do as a people, I know people are going to hear this and probably not agree with me. I don't care. Do you remember the term back in the day, all money ain't good money? Yep. You remember our parents and older folks saying that? I live by that shit. But a lot of people don't now because get the bag, bag culture. Get the bag perceives ev- everything. Pr- it trumps everything. You you remember back in the day where it's like if you got money doing something that was viewed, viewed as not like moral, you had to keep that shit on the low. Yep. And you can't come around. Remember strippers had to be like on the low about sh- I'm, That wasn't too long ago. No. I walked in the motherfucking night on broad. This this chick that uh, I went to high school with was in there motherfucking dancing to pay tuition. And she, first thing she said to me was, don't you tell nobody you seen me in here, motherfucker. 
Okay. And got to shaking them titties again. Yeah. You know what I'm mean? saying? <laughs> but she needed to let me know. Yeah. Come on here and lay the law down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give me a tip, nigga. Yeah. I can remember a chick I knew mom was in a, in a strip club. Yeah, she was a little younger. Mom was a little <laughs> yeah, younger. Yeah, 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 But I remember mom in the joint, and like, mom seen us, like, niggas from around the way, and was just like, yo, y'all. Yeah. You you and you, nigga. Yeah. Zip it. Come fuck you up. <laughs> and just like, no, nah, you know, you know. Like, real shit. Jake, them titties. Yo. I'm gonna rock. I'm gonna rock. <laughs> <laughs> like, cool. No, we ain't tripping. No, we ain't tripping. But that was real. Yeah. Now you can do whatever the fuck you get. Like, not trying to be funny. El Chapo is like heralded. Nigga was kidnapping. Like, it just <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck you want to yeah. do. El Chapo, a billionaire, and got tunnels everywhere. Hey, just hey, you gotta get on El Chapo level. <laughs> right. You know, that's what you do. El Chapo was so vicious. He had engineers, civil engineers, building the tunnels. And then as soon as they got done, shot the niggas. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't even dig it. The whole shit with the two brothers in uh, Chicago, they was directly tied to the two cartels. And mm-hmm. that's the reason they told. Like, so I was, like, watching a documentary on that. Because, you know, you always look at it like, damn, they folded. Well, you know, the, the, the yeah. stigma. Of the, and you realize it's like, there's a joint I'm going to show it to you. It's on Netflix. It's on, it's either on Netflix or, no, the History Channel. Because I told you, the History app got a lot of real good joints. Yeah. But basically, when you watch the documentary, you get an understanding. It's, it was the uh, the Ochoa brothers, the Ochoa family, mm-hmm. and then the, the, the Guzman, El Chapo cartel. They basically were in the middle of El Chapo and the other one. Yeah. And basically, the Ochoa, the, the 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 uncle was like, "Listen, if you don't take my work, I'm killing your whole family." And El Chapo was like, "Well, here's the thing with that: if you don't take my work, I'm killing your whole family." <laughs> and the brothers is like, "Ain't this about a bitch? It's time to tell on these niggas. <laughs> it's time to tell on these niggas." <laughs> <laughs> Taking it too far, cabron. Oh, oh no, 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 Bobby. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> and you watch it. You you, almost... you kill me. That's fine. You kill him. That's fine. You kill the whole family. Go to. I got to go. I got to go to DA. Got to go to DA, Papa. Got to go. Hey, you put this on yourself. What do you want from me? Yeah. <laughs> you, you brought this on yourself, Bobby. You sure you want to do this? Yo, straight up. What do you say in the movie? Uh, uh, what the boy say? Remember the boy got? Uh, he died. Um. Bad boys of comedy. He said, you never give me no problems, but today, you give me problems. <laughs> <laughs> today, you give me problems. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but he was a... F- remember he was doing the Jamaican shit on Bad Boys? I can't think of his fucking name. But he said, you never give me no problems, Bobby. Today, you give me problems. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, you almost get a sense of like, damn, like, I get why they told... Like, it makes total sense. Yeah. You had two cartels that was worn that was basically like, we're going to kill y'all if you don't take our work. Like, y'all got it. <laughs> y'all got it. <laughs> y'all got it. All right on. I'm gonna run this play till yeah. I can't run it no more, and then it's a wrap. They said they did like two billion in fucking shit in the streets. They was tearing it the fuck up, getting directly fronted from cartels, two different cartels. Everybody was copping from them. Yeah. They was serving the whole Chicago. That whole buck, you know, the chain. That shit had like, yeah, like mm-hmm. that shit was dope. Like it was, it was a good, good watch. But um. We kind of went down a rabbit hole right there. Yeah, I mean, we was just talking about, you know, uh, about, about the Caesar P and shit. And yeah, but that. I mean, like, where do we go off the, the Oh, uh, Flex's rant. Is Flex's kinda, rant, Flex's yeah. rant made us go. Yeah, Flex's <laughs> rant was fucking epic. What do you think happens with Envy? 
Like, what are your predictions in this? Um, I think what's going to end up happening, knowing, knowing what I know about the feds and fed cases and the fact that how, you know, how dirty the feds play, especially when they got limited resources for shit because it's the end of the year, stuff like that, they're going to basically try to squeeze both of them. They're going to try to squeeze Caesar to tell on Envy, squeeze Envy to tell on Caesar, and then they're basically going to say, whose story do we like better? Mm -hmm. What's the better narrative to the media that we can put out there as far as in the art of storytelling and and get a slam-dunk prosecution? So whoever provides the more compelling information, because they're both going to rat. I'm sure Caesar probably was ratting in a police car. (laughs) Right in the suburban, he was telling. It wasn't just me that nigga yeah. Envy was in on it. His motherfucking wife spoke at a joint. Fuck the credit dude. Like, I know he already telling. You know what I'm saying? Because he's been putting properties and shit in his kids' names and his dad name for the last year. Like, he knew this was about to happen. Envy did too much shit. He did the whole shit with the credit boy. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, man. So it's like one of them Jones where it's like they scammed the credit bull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they took 300000 from him. You think he's eventually going to be done at Power 105? <sighs> so... Right now, like Flex made a compelling point in the midst of his rant. They can't fire you now because then they got to take all the liability for your fuck up themselves. Right now, he's indemnified by Power 105 and iHeartMedia because the message got disseminated on FCC airwaves. Mm -hmm. That's also what's going to fuck everything up because that shit is federally regulated. So no matter how they slice it, they're playing with the feds because y'all basically used a federally regulated radio station to disseminate false information and to scam people. Right. That indictment is going to be crazy mm-hmm. when that shit comes down. And I don't think Envy can beat the conspiracy part of that indictment. As far as like trying to plead ignorance or whatever, they'd be like, all right, well, it's, like, it's your job to do your due diligence and vet this shit out. I was listening to Tony the Closers. Uh, he was, one of his lives ended up on IG uh, on uh uh, YouTube, I can't fucking talk tonight, uh, on YouTube or whatever. And the guy was saying, I did, one of the guys that got scammed, he lost 800000 He said, I did my homework. I vetted this guy. I looked through his fucking sales history on the REIT of all of the properties that he sold. I did a 45-page contract between, from my attorney and, and his attorney or whatever. The 45-page contract, addendums, this and this and that. I did everything right. This motherfucker never intended on doing the right thing. So no matter what, there was was no no extra provision that I could take to not get scammed. It's like putting on body, a helmet, mouth guard, all this shit for a fight. And then you get in the ring and ain't nobody there. (laughs) (laughs) It's nothing I can do about this. So it's like, so if there's any perception that people have that people just were... Like, it was a wanton disregard on the behalf of the people. They just was giving a bread away with no checks and balances. That's not what happened here. Yeah. These were smart, sophisticated people, at least half of these motherfuckers. Like, you know what I'm saying? And motherfuckers act like the, the Madoff shit didn't happen. Yes. Where it's like, yeah, you could invest and do all your due diligence and this and the third. I'm not putting this shit into anything. There is no investment. <laughs> yeah, there firm. is no fun. There's nothing. There's a I'm balling fun. I'm balling. <laughs> and then I'm there's a this bitch ass nigga asked for some money fun. Yeah. Those are the fun. <laughs> the fuck? Oh man. We got 500 million came in today, boss. What are we gonna do? Put 150 in the balling fund, put 350 into these whole ass niggas right ask for some checks later this fun. month. Yeah. And let's get the fuck yeah. out of here. Ain't no investment. Gas up the jet, nigga. Yeah. Go get some more paper so we can print out these fake motherfucking yeah. monthly reports. 
horse. Like, that's real. Something that this whole case and all of the fallout from it has exposed is that I think the black community is far too sympathetic for scammers. Oh, I, like they, they just feel like it's like a victimless crime. And it's like, yo, y'all do know there's a scam umbrella and then there's different shit that falls underneath it. Like, if you're literally taking money on a one-to-one basis, like I come to you with an idea, yo, Matt, we should do, I'm, I'm about to open a gas station, blah, blah, blah. Give me 200000 you get on the gas station. And I come, I take your motherfucking money and then there is no fucking gas station. Uh, like that's just, that's just me stealing from you in an indirect way and in, using the gas station as a conduit to do so. In the new era, the Scammers like the modern day, like they think the scammers like Robin Hood. Or I, was, some I was about to say the scammers in modern day have become like folk heroes. Like Hush Puppy is like the modern day Capone. Yeah. Like seriously. Like when you look back on like John Dillinger and and Machine Gun Kelly and all of these motherfuckers that you see all these stories and documentaries. That's how the modern day nigga looks at like the scam motherfuckers yeah. because they're the people. Like when you think about the twenties, it was. Capone and his crew, Luciano, they was the ones that was coming to the club and giving tips to all the waitresses and waiters. Yeah. Think about who do that shit now. The scammers. Yeah. They be the ones tipping everybody, buying all the bottles. So it's like that's the, the energy. Again, get the bag trumps everything. A bitch would be in a scammer face and don't give a fuck if the scammer scammed her aunt. Right. And you buying these bottles hey, and they hold you. Should have used your, use your card lock, auntie. I yeah. don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. So the, the the way it is now, it's like, yeah, people view it as like a victimless thing. Yeah, people were mad. I've seen the vitriol online. People have been madder. Certain people, not all people, but certain people have been madder at Tony the Closer for exposing the shit than the motherfuckers that he's exposing for what they're accused of. Good. <laughs> like, it's like, so wait, so we mad at the whistleblower? Like we, uh. And that's why it's like they say, you know, no good deed goes unpunished. It's one of them things where it's like, yo, I'm trying to like fucking, they say you see something, say something. I'm sitting here with the flak jacket on, the lime green shit, waving mm-hmm. my motherfucking hands trying to tell y'all, yo, these niggas scamming over here and people like, Shut your bitch ass up. Ain't nobody mad at them scammers. Like, ain't nobody mad at them scammers. Ain't nobody mad at them scammers. That's funny as shit, man. But yeah, I uh I think at the end of it, um, I think Envy might be done at, at Power. It, it look, I mean, I think once it's all I think they're gonna they're gonna, you know, they they have to indemnify him because like I said, it happened at it was like a work-based thing, so it happened at work. But then there's the outside of work element of it. There's him being on a corporate charter at this motherfucking company, having an office, da, da, like all of this shit. Like pleading ignorance, the time for that has come and gone. Caesar's charged, he's officially in the federal system. At the worst, you on a witness list, nigga. Yeah. At the worst. At, 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 at best, you go into jail with this nigga. Y'all can get ready to share a motherfucking cell. At, 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 at best, at work, like, regardless, you fucking up your legacy. Your legacy is fucked up forever. Like, it just, like, as bad as the shit was with your wife, you can get past that. As yeah. goofy as the shit went down with Deezus and Meryl, you can get past it. But it's like, now you, 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 with legendary mixtapes and legendary moments of music, and you being part of the Rockefeller camp and the Desert Storm camp and all of these things, now you, like, got a federal indictment for scamming real estate investors where it's like, at, like you say, at worst you on the witness list. So it's like, you're going to have to go in there and testi- testify, which is and very, you know the shit going to be on every social media, which is very un rock crew and very unhip hop, unhip hop. If I do say like, it's just a dumb situation to be in for nothing. When you was already Ferrari envy, yeah. you was already late Como envy. You just, and that be the joint where it's like, 
you look at a lot of these these people, right? In 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 and mm-hmm. around the entertainment industry. You look at Adele. Adele and Rich Paul just bought a $60 million house. Mm-hmm. Living real good. Jay-Z. Jay-Z and B just bought a $188 million house. Expensive, most expensive house in the history of the state of California. Drake got a 767. You niggas still taking pictures on a golf stream. And you see these people who just continue to have success and do dope things and break new ground and go into the upper echelon of everything. And there's there's just never any problems. Yeah, because they're focusing on the main thing. Like they're they're focusing on their craft and their business That's acumen it. and like doing strategic partnerships that make sense while not over leveraging or overexposing themselves. Then you look at Ja Rule where it's like the second you step out there and try to do some different shit, chaos ensues. Yep. That's reality. I'm gonna eat them cheese sandwiches. I'm gonna eat them cheese sandwiches. <laughs> I put all that money out of <laughs> Drink that milk. Uh, Mr. Rule, I paid eighty-eight thousand for my package. <laughs> Drink your milk. Oh, 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 you VIP, huh? Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Now get the get her some grits. Yeah. Get a cup of grits. <laughs> cup of grits some, and some, some milk. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the fuck in back to your hut. <laughs> Use your hands Yo. like this for a pillow. Yo. Put your hands. Straight up, man. And it just because people are so worried about making it to the next level so that they can get the new Richard Mill or the new Patek or yep. this, that, and the third. Like, even for what it's worth, look at Meek. Where Meek didn't do no crazy foul shit, he just ingratiated himself with real life people who can bring him into rooms and put him in certain situations. Then yeah. you look up where, okay, my my rap run ain't what it was. You know, first week I'm doing 80,000. All right, cool. Ethica. Uh, uh, Fanatics, Fanatics lit. It's just you. I can get into other shit and do other things. Yeah. You can do it without making yourself look like a jackass or overexposing yourself. But a lot of these people don't understand that because it's all about the bag. Yeah, you, I can get the bag. Yeah, tonight. I mean, I'm going to get the bag. Yeah, motherfuckers are taking chances on shit that has tremendous upside, not realizing that tremendous upside game only works like that with certain shit where it's like where where you where people have an ability to throw money at shit, so much money at something where it can't lose. Mm-hmm. That's the tremendous upside. It's not let's go crowdfund from our audience and take their it's like, no, that's not how that's not how real business gets done. Nas the, Nas been angel investing for years. For a decade at And least. literally when I read the thing, it was like they they, don't, they try to keep all of their investments at a max 500000 Because it's like, this is what we can afford. And, yeah. and he's had Jones that have been smashes. And we don't want to miss out on the next opportunity because we're too too invested two in, in something. 300000 to Uber. 250000 to this. two hundred fifty. And you look up and it's like, damn, the 300000 Uber made back $10 million. Or this made $20 million. And But one thing I got from reading all of that was like, yeah, Nas ain't running through Queensbridge. Like, give me $50,000. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you don't think Nas could run through New York and just somehow find $10 million to go invest with? In a day. It's Nas. What the That's fuck? That's just the music industry, people. He can just hit music. He can hit Tommy Mottola, fucking, oh. fucking Steve Stout. Like, it, it, like, he's not... I'm not out here soliciting money. Dr. Dre, Jimmy <laughs> Iovine. Like, yeah, Dr. Dre did the firm. Come on, baby. Yeah, come on, baby. Like, like, but Nas' whole thing is he don't go above 500000 on initial angel investment. Yeah. That's what we can do. And if you with that, cool. I'm taking calculated risk. 
But motherfuckers is like, man, I got, I'm no, I'm face notoriety. I got face notoriety. Man, come on, let's. What y'all want to know? What some y'all want? I'm gonna give y'all a quick investment tip. Y'all know what's a smart investment? Whatever the Saudis are investing in, yeah. that's a smart investment. You know why? Because they got more money than God, and they got so much money they can throw at something where it, it can't fail. Yeah. You see how, how they tried to, the PGA did everything they could do to shut Live Golf down. Live yeah. Golf was around for eight months. They had to partner, they had with, to partner with the niggas. Yeah. We have too much money. We'll just keep doing this shit. We do, I seen they had the, the, the event in Miami. I said, what the fuck? Dog. They said, Live Golf at uh, Miami Supercar Week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Like, so what Remember, piece? Uh, 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 coming to America, you ain't got enough money to buy my daughter off. He's <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> nonsense. Yeah, so it's like, hey. it's like, yo, so it's like all of this shit unfolded, man. It's, it's just like, and it's all, like you said, it's in the name of the next car, the next Ferrari, the next mm-hmm. Richard Mill, the next vacation, the next PJ flight, the next, and it's like, cool, and I get it, but it's like, yo, everybody needs to take a hard reset mm-hmm. and and look at shit for what it is and, and examine the present landscape that we live in not the one that you want it to be and start making some more moderate conservative fucking decisions instead yep. of just like overexposing yourself trying to fucking you know chase some imaginary bag that you had to give all of it back because academics was trying to say like yeah he, he was he was initially saying before he i guess he had like a little awakening or whatever he was like yeah so chat, y'all telling me like if y'all can scam motherfucking seventeen million and you only do three four year and you only do three four years like you wouldn't do that and it's like fam if you scam seventeen million you ain't doing no three four years and you're you're gonna be on garnishment and restitution for the rest of your fucking life. Yep. You don't just get to just keep the money. Once once the feds come, we opening up everything. We're looking at your the full breadth of your financial history for your whole life. We trying to see if you stole some fucking uh some some money from the fucking school uh treasury fund when you was in fucking high school, dog. Like we they try to figure out we're going to recoup every dollar even if it even if you got to pay a dollar a day for the rest of your life, that's what it's going to be, motherfucker, but you're going to pay this restitution. And it's, and if and when you die, we're going to pass it to your next to fucking kin, nigga. Yep. So it just it's just it's just ridiculous to see. I feel yeah. You see everybody running with the whole thing that they're looking for a co-host on the John. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's been out. That was to Phil Angeli Gagee spot. Like, yeah. they, that wasn't about him and shit. Because people was trying to make it like, oh, man. They uh, all yeah, man. If he's done. It's like, no. If he's done for a different reason. He's done for a different reason. If he's done himself up. Like, it don't have nothing to do with uh, no motherfucking job. I seen people listen. like, damn, that's all they make. And I'm like, yo, to go on air and talk for four hours a day and make 220000 a year. They might do an hour, two hours of pre-show prep. Maybe. Like, so you're talking about a six-hour workday. Like, of, of just interviewing and talking to celebrities and getting invited to functions and parties. Like, a quarter million dollars a year to do that, y'all niggas is full of shit. The fact that niggas think that a quarter million dollars is not a lot of money Bruh. is crazy. Bruh. Blue button. Like, 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 that's all they make? Oh, you mean, like... More money than More money family? than 99% of the population? <laughs> like, like, what the fuck, man? Like, the fuck? Like, excuse me? Like... Trust and believe me, two hundred twenty-five thousand is a. Good- I find out of that job. Listen, I found it more uh, like astonishing that out of all of the people that y'all had come and do guest spots, y'all don't feel like none of them are viable candidates. Y'all think y'all gonna find some other candidate out here in the world? And y'all didn't had just hilarious. Don't call me white girl. This person that like y'all didn't had 
I think poor bonds came up there a day or two. Like y'all didn't yeah. had and everybody didn't came. So it's like out of all of the people that y'all had come up here, yeah. nobody fit the fucking bill. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, man. Uh, pray for Envy. You know what I'm saying? He's got a lot going on. What else we got over there? Oh, man. Uh, Big Suge, man. He back. Yo. Uh, starting a podcast from prison. Uh, it's called Collect Call. Uh, and it's Collect Call with Suge Knight. And it's being started with the help of Dave Mays and Breakbeat Media. And uh, I would like to say that at this point, prison is just a fit camp with no pussy. Yo, do you remember when prison seems kind of like like you did hard time. Yeah, when we was young, remember like the thought of going to prison was like, whoa, like prison. Like prison? Now it's like I I I got homies that's like there, and I like they got phones and iPads, yeah. and they be doing my shit. Ho- my homie got a twenty three and one deal with Instagram. He's on that motherfucker oh, twenty three hours a day duh. and off one hour. Duh. Like duh. he in the feds. Like he just living his life. We got we got this is this is what prison TikTok. But this is what prison is now. Niggas on TikTok, yeah. niggas podcasting, niggas playing the game. When when are we going to get back to niggas making license plates, uh. fixing car fenders, <laughs> and making Victoria's Secret panties? When is that one prison of, coming back? One of my homies said he went somewhere for Thanksgiving, and one of their peoples is in, I guess the brother or something is in the feds or whatever. They said they eating at the table for Thanksgiving dinner. They got him on FaceTime. And he eating his Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, what in the world? Niggas got them tablets. That nigga on FaceTime eating motherfucking cranberry sauce <laughs> and turkey in prison. Wow, Talking man. to them. <laughs> I was like, yo, man, Earth is crazy as shit now, man. But yeah, prison used to seem like a frightening thing. Now motherfuckers are just there doing whatever. I got a little niggas, niggas don't synchronize dancing and shit. <laughs> like fucking Call of Duty tournaments. Like, what is going on? When I saw Shook Knight start a podcast, my first show was like, damn, Shook, out. And I, I, I went, I'm like, oh, no. Shook got 27 years. <laughs> I was like, wait, Shook, out? Because, you know, if he out started a podcast, yeah. it, it makes sense, whatever. But, like, and then when I saw the name of it was Collect Call, I was like, yo, y'all playing big games, man. Y'all, y'all and, and here's the other thing. The combination... <sighs> Dave Mays is already a fucking disruptor and a troublemaker and all of that to begin with. Suge Knight, same fucking thing. The combination of y'all two together, I don't see a world where it survives. Like, y'all gonna end up killing each other. It's just a bad idea, man. Makes zero sense. It's sensational. Don't get it fucked up. It's sensational as hell. It's like, oh damn! I might even listen to a couple episodes, but I just think the long, the long game, the overall proclamation is. I think that once, um, I think that once the fucking state of California gets wind of this shit, I think they're gonna have some pushback because it's like you can't. You technically you're not supposed to be able to profit from you know or, or benefit from you know your crimes while you're in the penal system. So it's like if you hear and you using our phone to do a fucking podcast every week, like that's it feels a little profiting from your crimeage to me. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, sure, crazy as shit, man. I saw who was it the other day that was like, um, Suge had the ability to go down as one of the greats. T.K. Kirkland yeah, was saying that. because I didn't realize T.K. Kirkland was like as dug in as he is. Yeah, T.K. Kirkland was 63. Yeah, you're old man. But I just like, he's super. He was around, he's around for everything. Everything. He yeah. was with everybody. And he was like, yo, like Suge, like 
you know, I knew the nigga. I used to party with Suge before Suge became like Suge. You know what I'm saying? He was like, like Suge had the ability. His his ability to like get in and make himself like a known presence was yeah. like unbelievable. And just seeing it now in where he's just doing life essentially in jail is just like, God damn, man. Like to be at the helm of all that fucking commerce and all. They they literally said it, it was an article. At one point, Death Row was the most powerful company in America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily earning the most, but as far as their influence, their power through the entertainment industry, yeah. like it was like Death Row was the most powerful company in the fucking country. Like crazy as shit, man. Now you just doing collect call podcasts with, <laughs> with nigga, the, nigga from the source. Like <laughs> shit is wild. You said you had a Mount Rushmore Joan you wanted to throw yeah. in. Yeah. Uh so we, we we y'all threw out suggestion. We listen. We're gonna talk about this. Uh, I have a Mount Rushmore too. Actually, I'm not doing that arguing shit today. No, 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 no. We got uh, we, I got a Mount Rushmore joint. America's ghettoest cities. Give me your four ghettoest cities in America. Ghettoest. Ghettoest. Whatever this, ghetto it, means to you. Okay. Um. No criteria. Philadelphia. I like it. I you got you know got to respect the energy. Uh, Philadelphia. Detroit just has a a, a grime to it. Ghetto aura. Yeah. Um, can I throw a dark horse out there? Of course, it's, it's your list. Las Vegas, mm. as a dark horse. <laughs> um. I think what y'all are doing to Houston is making is, it, it has to be in the in the in the mention. Um, you know, Atlanta is like the mecca of everything else. Yeah. So it might as well be the mecca, <laughs> mecca ghetto. of ghettoness. But I think that's like outsiders coming to Atlanta. Yes. Re- retreating. Yeah, the Atlanta. overall fabric of Atlanta has always been very strong, very homegrown, stuff like that. And just in the last 10 years, yeah. niggas turned Atlanta into Metro Detroit, Brooklyn, Bronx, Philly, Della, Camden. Like, yeah, and- you, you remember when, like, there was, like, the energy of, like, going to Atlanta and not going to fix your problems because it was, like, that was just, like, the place to go. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't think Miami, because I think Miami has a lot of really, really nice and good ass parts. Um, Los Angeles would be up there. Yeah. I think they'd be up there. Um, I'm going to go with with that, though. Philly, Detroit, Atlanta, Houston, with Vegas as my dark horse. Okay. That's what I'm I'm going to I went in a little bit of a different direction. I went historically ghetto and present ghetto. Like you went like like per capita, yeah. Okay. Like Camden, New Jersey, Camden, New York, yeah. Chester, Pennsylvania, okay. Memphis, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Florida. You have you ever been to Memphis? No. Remember when I talked about it on here? Yeah. when you 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 know you hear a lot of Memphis. Martin Luther King was murdered in Memphis. You hear about BB King and Bill Street. You hear about Elvis. Yeah, like all that. great. You and then you get there and it's it's really just. Where Malcolm X was shot, BB <laughs> yeah. Kings, Bill Street, Elvis, and that's it. Barbecue. Yeah, barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Three six around here somewhere. 
there is nothing else in Memphis. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, when when what what made me even though I've never been there, what made me know Memphis was ghetto as fuck is that every rapper that comes from there, regardless of what side of Memphis they from, they all say they from the projects. Yeah. So every part of Memphis is projects. Yeah. I'm from North Memphis, such such yeah. homes. I'm from uh, West Memphis, such such homes. I'm from South Memphis, such such homes. Like when you we we stayed directly across the street from the FedEx Forum because I went to the game that yeah. Night. And I'm no, when you on MLK and and where the FedEx Forum is and MLK goes down, you basically go down uh, like to the end of the block, and that's Bill Street. Yeah, Bill Street, FedEx Forum, MLK. It looks really, really nice. You go to the next block from Bill Street, and it's just like, <laughs> yo, where are we? Where the fuck am I? <laughs> like it, just, like the city completely changes. Yeah, and when you're riding, because we had to ride to like go to uh to um. Uh, uh, where the fuck did we ride to? God damn! Oh, going to Graceland. Like you really see the city, and you just like, yo, this shit. Like, so I don't. I is it ghetto? I think it's ghetto by like design. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's ghetto by like design. Like because there's nothing in that motherfucker. Like, not trying to be funny. The hotel I stayed at for free on points. I didn't use much points. The points yeah. was only sixty thousand a night. <laughs> yeah. The Pelicans was there. The TNT crew was there. Right. And I remember like getting on the elevator and I seen like CJ McCullum. I seen uh, what's the nigga who just signed to the Lakers? The tall, light skinned nigga. Oh, Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes. He was on the Pelicans. Jackson Hayes. CJ McCullum. Like they was on the elevator and I, I was fucking with CJ. Like yo, I got you over tonight. And he was like, oh, I don't hear about no bad shit. <laughs> but. I came off the, the elevator and the TNT crew was in the lobby. And I was like, to myself, I said it out loud. I'm like, yo, why the fuck is all the players and the TNT motherfuckers here? And the nigga turned around and was like, shit, this is the best hotel in Memphis. <laughs> this is as good as it get right here, big man. <laughs> what the fuck, man? And we was at a... Uh... Lord knows I can't think about it right now, what hotel we was in. It was something. It wasn't like a Ritz or a yeah. Four Seasons. It was just like a regular ass hotel, though. Like I literally, six, you you do points. Sixty thousand a night is like nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. I mean, we stayed at the Ritz in DC. I think I used like a hundred and twelve thousand points yeah. for that, and that was like a bullshit Ritz. Yeah, I think like a bullshit hotel for the most part. Um, sixty to ninety. Sixty to ninety. Yeah. Like once you cross one hundred, you get like something pretty decent. Like when we stayed at the St. Regis, that shit was like two fifteen a night. Okay. So once you crack like 175, 180, yeah. that's where it's like, because think about it, the free night you get with uh, Marriott Bonvoy is 85,000, which is a tier eight. So like 85,000 is like the, 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 uh, the W in the Maldives, like you yeah. can stay at for 85,000. But like the St. Regis at night we stayed, that shit was like two something. Yeah. So, and, but it, we had a butler. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, you know, that, that like 60,000 is like, now, literally, all the NBA motherfuckers was there. And the nigga was like, it's the best hotel in Memphis. <laughs> said, That's crazy as shit. So, yeah, Memphis is definitely ghetto. You went, like, knife and gun. Yeah, yeah ghetto. You might die. Yeah, I was talking about, like, just niggas <laughs> running around being ghetto and shit. The, um, nah, because you, you made a good point, though, because what, like, they are trying, they're, niggas have, niggas occupied Atlanta. Atlanta was the only thing open 
initially, they they never shut down. So that during the pandemic, they were the only only ball game in the country where you knew you could go get a good time, get some get high, mm-hmm. trick on some holes. You knew it was going down in Atlanta. They stopped reporting the COVID numbers. They didn't even give a fuck. Yeah. They the governor had a mandate say, don't you report them numbers? Ain't no motherfucking COVID. Niggas yeah. just got a little sniffles. Jesus was talking about that shit. He said, what COVID, nigga? Yeah, yeah what ain't COVID, nigga? Ain't no COVID out here. So now they're attempting. And because they gutted out Atlanta and removed all the resources, they're attempting to replicate yeah. that in Houston. Now. I think we, the way you went was like, these are the ghetto cities you don't want to experience. Yeah. And I was talking on the fact of like cities that you go to and you kind of see and realize like, damn, y'all have flipped these Jones upside yeah, down. Yeah, like this like, shit is kind of fucked up. Yeah. Like Vegas. Like Vegas is like a cool ass town, but it's like, I know from people who live and work in Vegas, like they avoid the strip. Living in Vegas. Yeah, and there's not much industry there. Like, it's, it ain't but three, four things you can do. You yeah. be a motherfucking nurse. You work in hospitality. Sell drugs. Mm-hmm. Sell pussy. Like, it yeah. ain't a lot of industry in Vegas because you're in a fucking desert. You're in a man. Pawn, pawn shop. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It ain't a lot going on. But it's like the the everyone who lives there, because it's funny, I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday about, because I went to the mall yesterday, and I, I, I got over there and instantly was just like, I'm tripping because I know better. Because King of Prussia residents do not go to the mall on the weekend. You avoid that shit. Yeah. You go during the week. Because mm-hmm. on the weekend, it's influx with everybody from the yeah. surroundings. Of it. so it's, just, it's like too much. But you go to the mall on Tuesday, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Ain't nobody <laughs> bothering you. Ain't nobody seeing. Ain't nothing. Yeah. But you go there Saturday afternoon, motherfuckers is coming. Because you know, it's just like a premier mall. Yeah, absolutely. So people are coming in from other... Like, I don't know if you ever... people. They'd be like buses pulling up. Like, people take yeah. bus trips to this yeah, mall. My homies from Baltimore, they always come up here. That's they either real. come up here or go to New York, just depending on how they feeling. They be yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm about, to, I'm about to be in the city. Where you about to be? King Prussia? That's not in the city." Yeah. Man. But all right, no, nah, that shit real though. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, that was. Did you see that there was a shooting um, by the Macy's parking lot the other day? By the Macy's parking so, lot. So nigga, they doing a sneaker meetup or whatever. Bull pull up. I feel like I saw this, but so, didn't get into. Yeah, the... they doing a sneaker meetup. Shout out Yizzo. He sent me the article. They doing a sneaker meetup, whatever. Bull, you know, had been talking to this guy for week, for weeks, whatever, whatever. I guess he finally, I got my bread, bro. You know, meet me. He pull up, whatever. Dude got three other people with him. They all got shices on. They fucking instantly. Yeah, pull a gun, pull a gun on a nigga, whatever, whatever. Uh, somebody put a gun to the back of his head. He fight him off. The gun drops, whatever, whatever. Somebody re- retrieves the gun. A shootout ensues between them. So the boy with the sneakers and the other group of niggas. Dude with the sneakers gets shot in the hand. He go. He drives to the gas station, the Exxon or whatever. Call the police. They come, whatever, whatever. He licensed to carry. He tell them what happened, blah, blah, blah. They go through his whole fucking history of talking to the guy. So now they're looking for the nigga that he, that he shot at or trying to figure out if anybody else got shot. Uh, but it was it was like a sneaker meetup, and I'm like, yo, these had to be some young niggas because only a young nigga gonna think. Even if the sneakers are a thousand dollars, it's not about to change your life, young boy. Like, in order to get guns involved, it's just scary to think like you could walk outside and like really not come back home over a pair of Etonics. That's crazy as shit. Like, just take the damn Reeboks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> What are you doing, man? Like, I, I'm at that stage in my life where it's like, if a motherfucker jumped out and tried to rob me for some sneaks, if he just like, have them, man. Yeah, just I'll get another pair of Sean Kemp's, nigga. <laughs> just take the case, Swiss, nigga. I don't give a fuck, man. Like, nigga, them the new Scotch's basketball sneaks. Like, niggas are crazy, dog. 
crazy. It's crazy. it's really unbelievable when you think about it, man. It's, it's it it really is, and it's just like yo, the amount of uh, like we kind of alluded to in the beginning, man. The amount of like just robbery, crime, larceny that that's just going on in all of these uh, major American cities where niggas are uh, is it's alarming. Yo. Did you see the situation that unfolded last week where the the guys was robbing a car and wound up shooting the cop at the airport? Yes. That and the 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 cop who got killed, it was two two people got shot, two cops. Mm-hmm. Like, well, they killed one of the guys. Yeah, the young boy was eighteen. They had them on tape dropping him off at the 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 spittle. Yeah. So of course they wound up picking him up over in Jersey or whatever. And it's like y'all done killed a police officer yeah. out over stealing a car. What did Denzel airport. say on trading day? You know what they gave you for that? The gas chamber. Dog. You know what it smelled like? Pine oil. Dog. That's where you going? A pine saw had like. <laughs> The, the man who they killed, he was like a 24-year vet. He took that job on some, like, to appease his family to not be in the muck yeah, and the some low maintenance. And literally, she was saying, like, people who work at the airport know, like, once you take an airport police job, you just buy your time till you're 30 so yeah. you can retire and be out the way. So to take that position and, wound, and end up dying is just like... And it's all because of niggas. Like, just some of these situations you see, you just like, how? Like, for what? Like, there's no way you could pull up on me with, like, Mitch and AO and be like, hop in, we about to go steal a car. And I'm just, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Ain't and, no way. And like, that whole method and thought process of turning a robbery or car breaking or car theft or whatever into a, a cop murder is like, you didn't skip so many levels of crime. It's just like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, how, how do we get here? Like, if you roll the dice a million times, you almost would never land on, we're going to steal a car, botch it, and then kill a cop. Like, those things don't even go together. No. Because you don't even need a gun to steal a car. No. You're stealing a car from long-term parking or whatever the fuck you're stealing it from. Mm. You don't need a gun to do that. You know, it's a lot of shit to go down at that parking lot yeah. out there. Yeah, a whole lot of nonsense pops off. Like, crazy as shit. Like, it just it sucks because, you know, I, I just always was a real big advocate for, like, not doing that. Yes. Like, you know, like, I understand why people sell drugs. I understand why people do some of the shit that they do. Prostitution. I get it. But like the 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 theft, Joan, I just it it's something about it I just never was like it wasn't admirable to me. Yeah. And I know people probably hear that and be like, what man, we thief steam and whatever <laughs> the fuck it is that make you go. But for me, it's just if you steal, I don't I don't want nothing to do with you. I just that's just me. Yeah, it's super weird. It, it's just it's not cool. Like it's it's nothing cool about being a conniving taker. I don't give a fuck if you take on a grand level. It's yeah. still just like, uh. And on the petty level, it's just super like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Man? It's like, weird. It's fucking weird, man. Are you just taking dumb shit? Right. Just dumb shit. Dumb shit. Dumb shit. I can remember uh when we was in third grade, uh, what the fuck was his name? God damn it. Nathan. I can't remember his fucking last name. But his Game Boy came up missing. Mm-hmm. And 
he basically made like a whole scene like I know one of them got it. And I'm sitting there with two other black kids and I'm like, you got to be out of your motherfucking mind. I start going at I'm damn near Malcolm X like doing the fist yeah, and yeah. shit like, like you got to be out your motherfucking mind. Nigga, Plymouth Rock didn't land. I'm, I'm on that joint. Just for me to turn and look at one of my niggas and him show me the Game Boy in his coat. I'm just like, you going to jail. You got ass <laughs> You going to jail. You going to jail, Dave Dash. You going to jail, Dave Dash. <laughs> like, you going to jail. Fast forward now in life, I saw Nathan maybe like about five, six years ago. Was doing good. Yeah. Married. Got two kids. Married. Oh, man. Shout out Nathan. Yeah. Why you at nice house and she live over in Jersey. I see Material Mall or whatever. And we were just talking, catching up, whatever, whatever. And I, I've seen the nigga who stole the, the Game Boy <laughs> years prior to in and out. Doing very, very just, bad. Just nonsense. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. Because you thought you were going to get a family in a house taking the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's just not how it ends, yo. Like, stop doing dumb shit. Leave people's things the fuck alone. Indeed. I don't understand why that's so hard for people, yo. It's impossible for it's certain impossible people. It's impossible for people. Leave people's shit alone. Well, Mike Nutter said, that's my shit. I work for this shit. Don't fucking touch it. People come into people's cribs and take shit. That's the craziest shit on earth to me. Yeah. Like, I don't think people understand, like, home is like, because, again, people didn't grow up in homes. So they don't, they don't understand the sanctity exactly. that you're supposed to feel and yeah. achieve in your home. This is, like, this is my home. Damn. Chloe over <laughs> here. Chloe, say something. <laughs> You're right. Like, <laughs> this is my home. So if I let you in my home, it's like, act like you there. Yeah. Motherfuckers go in people's cribs and be taking inventory. Let me look around in here. All right. Hey. They got a bunch of cups. I mean, that, that's a that's a fire-ass picture frame. Hey, if I even <laughs> need some cups, I know I can take a... Bro, <laughs> I just taking dumb shit. Case of the joint. <laughs> Case of the joint. You come out, you you ready to serve some beverages. You're like, yo, I had a 10-piece cup set. Where the fuck is four cups missing? Fucker walking out with cups in his <laughs> arm like money, like he NBA young. Niggas <laughs> like, is crazy, man. Niggas is crazy. Leave people's shit alone. I never will understand that, man. Taking people jewelry or their, their sneakers, it just... It doesn't make a lot of sense. Very strange to me. What else you They're got? They're very strange. Uh, only other thing I got, man, for the day, uh, there's a new BMF indictment. Uh, Yo, BMF get indicted every eight months. <laughs> BMF like. still alive and thriving, man. Uh, based out of St. Louis, headed up by Chad Jabo Brown, a.k.a. Junior Boss. 34 people in total have been charged. Charges include money laundering, defrauding the U.S. government by taking advantage of fraudulent PPP loans, distribution of fentanyl and methamphetamine, firearms, and financial Crimes. I have a very good question for you that got posed to me, but I'm not in the know enough to really be able to answer it, so I'm going to throw it to you. All right. I got asked a question. Shout out to Greg. I got asked a question. This was about about six, seven days ago. And Greg is one of those guys where it's like he he got a real good job and real astute, but he's like a true nigga at heart. So he's just always in some nigga shit. He threw a question out to me. He was like, yo, I want you to answer this. And I was like, I'm going to ask Chad, and I'm glad I, you brought that up because it made me think about it. Is the BMF series and Little Meech's running around, is it hurting the allure that Meech created at the height of the BMF run in the streets? Yeah, because one of shut the fuck up. <laughs> and the more these niggas talk, the more you realize, like, 
a lot of them guys just benefited from Meech's, Meech and Terry's leadership. Even Terry benefited from Meech's leadership and his lessons and knowing how to navigate the streets and shit like that because Terry was goofy his goddamn self. I, I could be wrong here. But didn't it? Because remember how you was like, you you went to Clark. Yeah. I I dealt with a woman before, you know, I was in a relationship with a chick who lived in Atlanta back when I was trucking. Mm-hmm. So I would go down there a lot and like see her and shit. Yeah. This was 06 going into 07. Yeah. And she lived downtown Atlanta, like before Peachtree like completely flipped and got yeah. crazy and shit. Like she lived down there years ago. And I can remember the two biggest things that you felt from like people down there, you would just, I'm not even like on some being in the muck and grind. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah. mean like just going to brunch, going out to eat, going to dinner, going to dinner. Like I remember going to Magic City the first time and going to all these different spots. You felt the Little John energy of crunk music and you felt this like mysterious aura of like, who are these BMF niggas? And motherfuckers are like wearing these t-shirts and you see this billboard and you see it. And then you kept hearing the name Meech, like Big Meech, 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 Demetrius, Meech, Meech, Meech. Then you just like, it was almost like a, yo, who is this nigga? Yeah. It was like, it was like a, trying to think the way they did it in, uh, remember when the NWO, you didn't know who the third member yeah. was going to be? Right, right. And it was that energy <laughs> every Monday. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, who the fuck is, and then when you finally saw like, the Soul Survivor video, and it was like that slow motion pan, and you see the big ass BMF chain, and motherfuckers like, yo, that's the boy Meech. And it was just like, wait, what? Really? He was yeah. in the video? Then you hear the story of him parking the Maybach to block Jay's in, like, yeah, nigga, I got the same 62 you do. Mm-hmm. Like, just nonsense. And it was like, there was an allure to it. Yeah, fucking right. Then you hear the indictment, and everybody fall, and it's just like, yeah, they made almost $300 million. And you like, what? No one does that. Yeah, no no black crew does that. Then you hear the stories of like them with Puff, them with Je- them with this. Yeah, they were connected with, to everybody. Them with, and you, like even Jeezy doing an interview recently where he was just like, yo, like Meech was doing shit I never seen. Jeezy was like, dog, when they when Def Jam was like, yo, we want to shoot the, the pictures for your album cover for 101, they had the boxes set up with the fake bread. Meech and it was like, no, bring real money. Bring real money. Do fake money. <laughs> They bought two million dollars in to fill up the budget. Where like the death? What the fuck? Who the fuck? What's the liability with like, this? What the fuck is going on? But it's like they had like this allure to them of yeah. everything, and it's like since Lil Meech has been running around, and then the series, and it just like it do kind of feel like it's it's almost like Meech has to come home to like yeah. straighten a lot of this because, shit out. Like, all of them need straightening because of the fact that like for J Bo to be in a position where him and his lawyer was able to basically negotiate a straightforward deal aside from Meech and Terry and all of them shit. Negotiate this super straightforward deal. Fucking get him 11 years. Come home. And then you jump back in the game with some other shit almost at like a higher level than before. It's it's just like, yo, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, why aren't you 10 people removed from this? Like, why are you so hands-on with this shit? And you literally know, and it was the fact that he even went back to St. Louis was weird. Yeah. It's like, why did you go back to St. Louis, bro? Straight up. Like, you could have picked anywhere in the fucking country to set up shop at and do your motherfucking thing, but some niggas just 
go home. And it's like, yo, how do y'all run the same play again where you like, yeah, I got this music company? It's like, are you yeah. shitting me? We going to run the fake music company but selling dope on the side right. trick again? Right. It is strange because it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's almost like you're right. They were all benefiting from Meech just being like an exceptional leader. When you seen, did you ever see the Smack DVD with Meech yeah. on there, with with all of them on there? That was the perfect. That was that was the the archetype of BMF that was always in my head and what I always remember. One mouthpiece, one singular spokesman that has whatever the fuck he got to say, and everybody in the back. It's just everybody in the back. We don't need to know their motherfucking names. We don't need to know who their baby moms is. We don't need to know their rap sheet. None of that shit. But this nigga is the clear leader, and Blue is the rapper. That was the motherfucking BMF. And then when you when you zoomed out on the telescope, and then you see Fabulous, you see Baby D, you see uh, Big Oomp, you see uh, fucking uh, who else was around at the time? Uh, you know, obviously Jeezy, like uh, fucking. Uh, it was some. It was like a, it was a bunch of people in and around them. You know what I'm saying? That was. Then you was like, oh no, Meech and Puff is good friends, and it's like once you, it was like, oh shit, no, these niggas the real deal because not only are they doing it, whatever the fuck they doing, because we didn't know at first, whatever the mm -hmm. fuck they doing, they're doing it at a huge, massive level to the point where people that are titans of other industry recognize mm -hmm. them, and everybody knew Meech. And that was enough. And it's like once these other niggas start having these interviews and these podcasts and they these documentaries and niggas start debriefing and telling and it it, it just went off the fucking rails. And it's like, yeah, you can't put, um, you know, you can't put two dozen eggs in a motherfucking carton and shake the shit up and expect none of them to break. And that's the same thing that go with the motherfucking streets. And it's like, yo, as time went on, the allure got cracked because you realize this nigga told and this nigga told and this nigga did some funny sideways shit, but we think he told and this nigga's an idiot and this nigga didn't fucking wrote a manuscript. Yeah. And it's like, what are y'all doing? And it's like, y'all, like, a lot of y'all are still actively living this shit. And it's like, y'all want to try to use creative license of, like, oh, I'm creating art and this and this and this. But in reality, it's like, yeah, you can't do that. You can't document your crimes in real time. And that's a lot of, that's a lot of the fallout from, you know, because a lot of them niggas are home. Meech is really the only one that's still locked up. Even yeah. Terry's home. Yeah. Terry home back living in California. This, this, this. Niggas making money off the show and all of that. I don't understand how the fuck J Bo fell back into that fucking trap the way he did. You know how that shit go. Look at Sammy the Bull. Yeah, Sammy the Bull, motherfucking tell on thirteen murders, get exonerated, get the motherfucking go home, pop up in Arizona, run an ecstasy ring. Yeah, sure. Because like it's like Jay Z got a line for everything. You could try to change, but that's just the top layer, man. You was who you was before you got here. And J Bo was a hustler before he met Meech. He was a hustler when he was with Meech. I'm sure he was a hustler in jail. He came home, still motherfucking hustling. Yeah, real shit. And the problem is when you are under that motherfucking fed microscope, you don't get to come home and start hustling again. You gotta do something else, nigga. Yeah. Open a detail shop, motherfucking go work at, at motherfucking UPS. They paying hundred sixty thousand dollars a year plus benefits, nigga. Like real they're shit. they're there could have and should have been something different for you to not end up like this. Yeah. Straight up. I think that's a perfect way to end it. You got anything else? Got nothing else, man. Sunday, December 17th, go to official. 
uh, not official TRP.com. Go to universe.com slash TRPE, universe.com slash TRPE. Get y'all tickets for the holiday hangover, man. We're going to have a ball. We got Ryan V. Bryant uh, doing poetry. We got Steph Ox doing poetry. We got my man Wordsmith doing poetry. We got Anthony Moore and Scooter Wilkinson doing comedy. We got some other special guests that requested time. I don't know what the hell they're using it for, but they're going to be doing it. We got A Boogie and Team Hennessy in the building. We got Cousin E and Grant Cormino in the building. We got Black Oak Wine Club. We got Mishka Vodka. It's going to be a vibe. And again, everything in your ticket is included. You get entry. You get you get entry to the show. You get free parking. You get food. You get we gonna we gonna feed y'all. You get liquor. You get uh uh your chance to win one of five Amex gift cards. Man, we doing it big this event. This shit gonna be super dope. We looking forward to uh mingling with y'all, partying with y'all, and wrapping up the year in TRPE fashion. Go get y'all tickets now, and if y'all not on the Patreon, subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash official TRPE. Bong. We out. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.